what is a commanding conversation? These are questions that I have, struggles that I think we can all relate to, and awesome feel-good stories that are good for our soul. I want to see all sides of all situations. I want to put it bluntly, I want to make you think. So my question for you is, do you have a commanding conversation inside you? Hi, I'm Kim, and this is Commanding Conversations. I'm a 40-something-year-old mom that decided that this stage in my life, I am not over. I realized that now that my kids are getting a little bit older, that I can still reach out and reach my goals and maybe set new ones and see where I can get. And when I realized this, I saw that having conversations with people, so many others wanted to do the same thing. But something held us back. Something always kept us in the shadows. Well, I'm here to help us break out of the shadows and shine in the light that was meant for us. So I created Commanding Conversations. I would like people to help us share their stories, their experiences, network, and I want all of us to learn how to fail forward, reach our success, get out of our comfort zone, and try to find a way to be the best version that we can be. I know that this is totally possible, and I wanna build a community where we help support each other, have a little fun. Those topics that you don't want to talk about, don't worry, I do. And then we can always end every show with a little advice and a lot of spice. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, then you are in the right place. So sit back, relax, and join in. Thanks. Welcome back to another episode of Commanding Conversations. I'm your host, Kim, and today we're going to have one of those deep dives into those deep thought processes that I love to deal with. So today we're going to talk about self-fulfilling prophecies, okay? Kevin Costner was told in the movie Field of Dreams that if you build it, they will come, right? Well, I'm not telling you all to like go in your backyard and build a baseball field so that a bunch of dead baseball players will come and then, you know, you live your childhood dream. I'm not telling you that, but I am telling you that there are so many ways that we can use this phrase. Now, what was meant for a baseball field to be built and teams and fans and patrons to come and he did build it and they did come. Indeed, they did. But this movie, this vision, this field of dreams was supposed to run deeper It was supposed to make you think, what are your dreams, right? Because if you build them, will they come to you? This is my question for today's commanding conversation. So today we're going to talk about dreams. I mean, everyone has them, right? And by dreams, I don't mean what happens when you fall asleep and what's going on during your REM sleep cycle. I mean like that 
ultimate trophy goal for you in life, right? Well, I kind of can't wrap my head around the word dreams because it kind of reminds me of like this big, white, fluffy cloud, right? It's this goal that's so far up in the air and it's so far up in the sky. It's like kind of unattainable, right? Like it's a fun thing to strive for, but it's kind of like you're never really going to get it. I mean, if you were to reach up right now, could you touch a cloud? So today on Commanding Conversations, we are going to talk about self-fulfilling prophecies. We're also going to dip into some manifestation and dreams, which I now want to change into calling them goals because I feel like goals are attainable, right? You can just check that off your list. A dream, like Cinderella says, is a wish your heart makes. Wishes don't always come true, you know? So we're also going to take a look at how we really talk to ourselves. I mean, like really talk to ourselves. And I'm going to be brutally honest with everybody, including myself. Sometimes the things that I say that are the hardest pills that I have to swallow. I'm going to tell you how we're all standing in our own way of reaching everything that we want. And I'm also going to show you how we can break that cycle to achieve our goals, our dreams that we deserve. All right. So if I've got your attention so far and you want to keep going, I appreciate it. And are you ready? Okay, let's dive in. So what is a self-fulfilling prophecy? Okay, so just in case you didn't know, I'm just going to go over it really quick. Kind of sounds intimidating. Sounds like a fancy schmancy psych term or a philosophical strategy. When I went to the University of Google online (laughs) and I typed it in, the very first thing that popped up was a phrase that said, it's a perception that can influence your reality. And for those that have been listening to me, you all know I love the word perception and perspective. They kind of like hold hands. Have you ever heard of the phrase, the law of attraction? So in the law of attraction, your thoughts become things. Like if you build it, they will come. This is making a prediction about your life and then it comes true. How freaking cool is that, right? Well, this can go one of two ways. It can go positively. You can reach all your hopes and dreams and goals and live life happily ever after. Or it could go to your detriment very, very badly. So which which path are you going to choose? In my episode today, we're going to talk about how a self-fulfilling prophecy, it's a process. Okay, we're going to go through that process right now. It's a process through which an originally false expectation leads to its own confirmation. And that, my friends, is right from Britannica.com. So what does that mean, right? Let's take the big words out and let's talk straight. To break it down, it's a person's expectations, either about another person, a thing, experience, a place. And eventually it happens. It is a dream that your heart makes. 
or a wish that your heart makes. So this expectation or wish or dream eventually comes true. Sweet. That's the secret of the universe. It is now available for all to use. Woohoo! Link in the description below of how you can get it. <gasps> but wait. Remember, I said this can work one of two ways. I said this can work positively or detrimentally negatively. This, my friends, is where the plot twist comes in. <laughs> okay, ready? Picture it. Have you ever met someone who always seems to have a lucky horseshoe wrapped around them. It's really annoying, right? Like you see them and they're like, oh, I got this on sale. And you're like, oh, I paid full price last week. They're probably super cheerful and really upbeat and positive and you, you just want to like, Argh. probably want to punch them in the face, don't you? I feel you. I do. Believe me, I do. Especially like, and no hate, no disrespect, but like on early mornings when I'm really groggy and I'm tired and I have to drive my kids somewhere and I see this like perky girl jogging, I'm like, I just want my car to accidentally maybe, I don't know, run you over, but not really. So, but tell me you haven't thought the same thing, right? I bet that when things like this happen, you probably start to think of how unlucky you are, right? Because humans, we love to compare ourselves to others, right? Because, hey, it's human nature. You probably start thinking like, oh my God, things never go my way. I'm never, ever going to be a jogger. I never get anything on sale. I never get a break. Guess what? Oh my God, guess what? You did it. You 100% totally just did it. You just told yourself a self-fulfilling prophecy by thinking to yourself and maybe even saying out loud that you're unlucky or you focus so much on the lack, what you're missing, what you're not getting. You're actually accomplishing that. High five, you win. So let's use this in my awesome, fancy, schmancy little experiment here. So say you have this huge presentation at work tomorrow, right? And you've been working on it and you're working super hard and you want to be super accomplished. You think about it, you visualize it, and you feel like you totally crush it. You get a great night's sleep that night. You feel confident. You have pride beaming from you because you know you've got this. You've got this. So you get there the next morning, you get there early, you're prepared, you almost kind of have like a sense of zen or calm about you, and you end up giving the best damn presentation that you've ever given. So good that you can actually feel how good you did, right? Like you're excited for this. Your confidence is now through the roof. If you're looking for a way to listen to Commanding Conversations and you're out and you don't have a way to stream it live, you can definitely check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcasts, SiriusXM, Skitcher, and Anchor. Thank you.
you go in, you present your piece, and you totally crush it. You totally nail it. They're like, you've got this. You, this was amazing. And you're like, thank you. But in your head, you're like, yeah, I know. I did it. And do you know why you did it? Because you literally made this shit happen. You literally did it. You did it yourself. You trained your brain to think of how you wanted it to end up, and it happened. Wish it was that easy, right? So let's go to, like, the dark side, right? So on the flip side, you know, that detrimental, awful side that I like to talk about earlier, you have this presentation tomorrow. You're not a really good public speaker, not exactly well-versed on the information, you're stressed out, you're nervous, you're not confident, and you're feeling the sense of lack about your knowledge on the material, about what's going on, about how they're going to perceive you, about what you look like, about how you're going to sound. You second-guess yourself. You start visualizing every single worst-case scenario with yourself casted as the lead actor. Oh, you made it. You start questioning everything around the presentation, right? And that energy, because that's what it is, it's all energy. It grows and it grows and it grows. You're so nervous that you don't get very much sleep that night, okay? Then when you finally do fall asleep, it seems like your alarm's going off two minutes later. You hit snooze, you end up oversleeping, you look tired, you're disheveled, you're out of it, you end up spilling coffee on yourself, and by the time you're ready to give your presentation, you're like, screw it, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not doing this. You already quit on yourself before you even walked in there. So with this being a self-fulfilled prophecy, I mean, it is, but it isn't, because you already went into it being defeated and deflated intuitively, you're not giving your all and you're not going to put your best foot forward. So guess what? You go in there and you give the presentation and guess what? You bombed it. You bombed it. Intuitively, like I said earlier, you already knew that. You know why? Because you made that shit happen. You did. So to those people that love riding on what I like to call the hamster wheel of self-pity, those people drive me freaking crazy. The ones that are always walking around going, nobody likes me. My job sucks. I'll never make any more money. Luck is never on my side. You know what? I like to look at them and I'm like, you're right. Totally right. You're totally right. You suck at life. You're, you're useless. Yes, you're right. Do you know why they're right? Because... As you'll see, there is a trend happening here. They make that shit happen. People have this mindset that if they stay in the mindset, that that's what is going to surround them all the time, right? And sometimes it's comfortable being on a hamster wheel of self-pity. And it's comfortable because... They also like having this people with the same issues around them. And they like to feed off of each other's energy. Like, oh, well, you think you have it bad? Well, I have it worse and I have it worse. And then you like start almost like in a roundabout way, you start self-consoling each other by talking about how awful your lives are. Okay. 
none of us have awful lives because if we did, we wouldn't be here because then we would be useless and pointless and all of us have a purpose here. So my question to you is, how do you break through this thought process? How do you stop the negative hamster wheel? How do you pivot? You know how you change this thought process? By pivoting. By pivoting your perspective. There it is. There's my word. You know it. It has to show up in every single episode. I know. I know. This is so much easier said than done. Because it's freaking hard. It's uncomfortable to actually change your mindset. You know what's comfortable? To sit in misery. Because you're looking for comfort and understanding and sympathy. And you're kind of getting like coddled that way. One point in life that my sweet mom has always made a highlighted focal point in my face that, to be honest, I wouldn't trade for anything in the world is that when life gets you down or when you're getting down on yourself, you have to look at things and know that things can always be worse. Always. And for those of you that are like, oh my God, it can't get any worse. It can. Oh, it can. Oh, and don't even mess with the universe because it can. What you have to do is you have to take a deep breath. And this is, this is the hardest part. You have to take like a mental step back and you have to look at the situation at hand. As crappy and nasty as it might be, just know that nothing lasts forever, right? It's going to be really thick and nasty and gross. Like you're in the weeds, you're in the swamp, you are in quicksand. But you're not going to stay there forever. Play a little game with your mind. Turn it around. I mean, your mind does it to you all the time when, you know, it places you in worst case scenario and all the bad things that could be happening with people, places, things. It's like freaking anxiety in a bottle right there. Now it's your turn to play a little game with your mind. Think about, ready? Think about how lucky you are that you're not in one of those worst case scenarios. And some other guy is. You'll see kind of like a ball of yarn that's slowly unwinding, you'll see that once you start looking at someone else from your perspective, that someone else is going through something worse than you, kind of humbles you, right? It makes you take a step back, take it all in. Your mind will start to release its super tight grip on those feelings and emotions of lack and insecurity, of being less than and being inadequate. But on the flip side, your heart will start opening up, right, to possibilities of better opportunities and eventually better outcomes. And once you start visualizing and thinking about it, guess what? It happens. This is the pivot point of perspective. If you're looking for a really cool chick to listen to on either a podcast or on YouTube, my friend Gina, um, she's also on YouTube at Get Feathered or she her podcast is Nourish, Heal, Live. She is amazing. She will lovingly 
put you in your place, tell you what's up, make you think about things, but you'll find yourself like wanting to be a better person by the time her show is over every single time. So if you want something else to do, you know, friends help each other out and friends shout each other out. So give on podcasts, give Nourish, Heal, Live, uh, listen to, or on YouTube, get go listen to Get Feathered. Okay? Thanks. Bye. You're totally going to notice that when you become more optimistic, right? Because you're humbling yourself because you know someone's got it worse than you and you should be lucky for kind of what you're going through. Again, super hard to do, super hard to do, but let's start practicing now, okay? You'll become more optimistic, more positive. You'll start to realize that you don't need the crowd around to make you feel better anymore. You know, you don't need people feeding on your ego and that negative energy. You start to become more independent. You know why? Because your confidence is rising. And when you're confident, you don't need to have a bunch of groupies telling you that you're great or you're not great because you can look in the mirror and see who you are yourself, right? You start to have like a lighter hop in your step. Your mouth kind of will start to have a little turned up smile going on. You stand a little straighter when you walk. Why? Because now your value, your self-worth has gone up. And baby, once you appreciate, there is no going back. This is a form of manifestation. We're going to focus on many types this season. But being grateful for the good things that are happening to you, that's the start. This is the base brick of the foundation that we're going to lay for the whole entire manifestation season whenever we're going to talk about that. Okay? It's that age-old saying, cheesy as it is, it's that attitude of gratitude that makes more great things happen. And it's, it's a thing. It's true. Once you get used to this vibe, you'll never want to go back, right? Because then you're going to be like, but I, I don't know. I don't feel that way anymore. Or you don't want to be around the negative people. You don't want to be around people that are feeling sorry for themselves when you're out, you know, making shit happen for you. And you know why? Because you leveled up. You bossed up. You rose to the occasion. And there ain't never looking back after that. You know why? Because, baby, you made this shit happen. So the next time you're in a funk and you're down, and you're swimming in the pity poo party pool that you throw yourself, have someone like yourself throw you a little life vest. By taking a deep breath, remember, this isn't going to last forever. It's not. And sometimes you have to tell yourself until you believe it, okay? Think of how it could be worse and then be grateful for the good things that you do have going on for you, okay? Because once you get a good focus on the good stuff, the good vibes, let your mind go bigger and envision yourself experiencing great stuff. Okay, those dreams unattainable, Mm-mm. you're front and center, baby. You are doing it. You're there. You're sitting at the head of the table. You are dancing on the dance floor. You are the star of your own show. Okay, 
once you start to see it and really see it and believe it, this, this starts the building. And you know what they say, if you build it, it will come because you, my friends, are making this ish happen, baby. All right. Thank you for joining in on my little commanding conversation today. I hope that you could talk to your friends, talk about self-fulfilling prophecies, the good, the bad, the nitty, the gritty, the ugly, but it's a thing, you know? And if you keep telling yourself that you're going to do bad things, guess what? You are. And if you keep telling yourself that you're going to achieve awesome things, hey, guess what? You are. So until next time, I hope you have a magical, amazing day, and I hope you take the time out to have a commanding conversation. I will see you next time, guys. Thanks. Bye. I just wanted to thank you one last time for joining me. I'm so glad that you stopped by. I hope you had a good time and I hope you took something along for the ride. And remember, I want to see that smile reach your eyes. And until we talk next time, have an awesome, awesome commanding conversation. Okay, bye.